Welcome to the internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah. This is the Redline Podcast. I'm your host, quote, how about you just don't, K? Question mark, close quote, Dunstan. And these are my <laughs> co-hosts. Kyle Holland and Alex Fielder. <laughs> Today, we're it's weird and wacky busways and light rail of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All this after the news. I can't wait for the busway part. I'm I'm really judgy about busways and bus lanes. I don't know why you're judgy about busways. Our BRT projects is why. That's not a busway. Exactly the problem. So you can't be mad because so they have a bad one. You can't be mad about busways yeah. because they have good ones and we have. I can absolutely be mad ones. about that. I want I want real. Buses. No, so not I even the wish.com I did ride the UVX the other day, and I will say it sure is a bus. Yeah. Yep. A slightly Don't longer, slightly faster, slightly more frequent, and slightly oh more Oh my god, fast. it's like light rail on rubber tires. No, it's not. Shut the hell up. He was so mad at the UTA guy. But yeah. <laughs> what was he well, when the UTA thing? guy was like, yeah, I would say it's like 30 to 60% comparable to I would say that. it's, I think he's correct when he says 30% in terms <laughs> of economic development along BRT routes. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Oh, this is the news. Uh, 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 battery train alert. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> According to Metro Magazine, Utah's Stadler facility, located right here in beautiful Salt Lake City, is partnering with researchers from Utah State University to bring a battery-powered train to fruition. The current plan is to create a battery-powered version of Stadler's Flirt DMU-EMU platform into existence. This will be Stadler's second vaporware train set after the hydrogen-powered flirts introduced on LA Metrolink's new Redlands University line last year. Okay, first of all, love the flirt trains. Can we have some on Front Runner now, please? Thank you. The, DMV, no. the DMU or just Panagraph Electric version. Well, batteries and trains are put good. Up together. the goddamn wires. The bigger the vehicle, the worse idea it is to power it with batteries. No. <laughs> Incorrect. But you see, giant. <laughs> it's it's a bomb. Giant on twenty-ton explosive batteries mined with child labor in Bolivia are far superior to catenaries because greenwashing. But they're less green because you got to get all the materials, and then you got to. Yeah, yeah, you don't get the materials in America. Look, wires are ugly and therefore bad for the environment. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Accounting for the, um, the you know, environmental and human impact of producing the batteries for battery trains, are they worse that or better for the environment? That would require capital investment. And capital are they worse or better for the environment, for the environment than, than diesel trains? I mean, electric vehicles are generally marginally better for the environment than their... So the, then diesel vehicles, diesel road vehicles. So maybe this carries over. Maybe. It I might think, not because the scale is just so much bigger. I think lifespan issues too. Yeah, because you might have to buy multiple of these because the battery is going to crap out in 10 years. Yeah, yeah so your, your battery has a finite li lifespan. So you can say it takes this much cobalt mining per <laughs> unit distance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The, it well, only you see you consume fourteen Bolivian children for every mile you. 
passenger mile. So, yeah, some some somebody smart who has way too much research grant money figure this out for us. Well, yeah, maybe Utah State University should be focusing on getting trains to Logan getting before they worry about Logan trains. Before, yeah, yeah. This is like my whole thing is I don't like even the most polluting public transportation service is magnitudes orders of magnitude better for the environment than like cars than anything yeah, like you, you get 40 well, people on the front runner it's as efficient as a diesel truck and there's barely yeah. ever anyone you know less than 40 people on a front runner train yeah. and there's <laughs> normally more and the break even for buses is pretty damn low too it's like Actually, four <laughs> yeah. probably even less than 40 to be honest no, because we do... You get like half a it's mile. Half we, get a, a, we get a half a mile to a gallon on Front Runner. And it's diesel, and diesel ain't pretty. I know, but some, like, diesel trucks people drive to everywhere, like the big ones, they probably get, like, 15. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, true. But, yeah, 40, so like that 40. is, like, nothing, so... Yeah. Normally, <laughs> I have at least 60 to 80 on there, so... Yes, yeah. it makes no so, sense. So I don't quite understand why the fo- why everyone's like spending so much time and money electrifying transit in the worst way possible, <laughs> when it is not at all a contributing factor to climate change. Or really. they just? I can't tell if they're just doing like standard greenwashing of, hey, this looks good, let's do this, or if they're like actively trying to kneecap the transit system by throwing child labor gadget bonds at it instead of just normal capital investment. Mm. Good question. I don't uh, think anyone has an a good impossible answer, to, that, answer. to be honest. Uh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Flirt Train, great platform. Maybe just stick with don't the buy a DMU and then convert it to a Panagraph pickup don't later. Don't put four billion pounds of batteries in your train. Please don't, no. We don't want the front runner to get stuck in the Rio Grande tunnel. <laughs> And, <laughs> and then have a battery. Have a battery fire. That's gonna happen. News which would probably That's gonna happen, and I everything. Laugh. Newsflash: Salt Lake City evacuated. Inextinguishable yeah. lithium ion battery <laughs> yeah. fire the underground. City. Yeah, is melting buildings. Yeah, <laughs> the sewer pipes are exploding from that, the heat. Yeah, I'm waiting for that to happen. It'll be funny, and I'll be laughing from somewhere else. Like, diesel catches fire, but this is a completely different beast. W- wouldn't it be significant? Well, not significantly. Wouldn't it be slightly harder to slow down and accelerate with a, back- a massive, heavy yes. battery rather than just electrical? Yes, lines? this is another major benefit <laughs> oh. of panograph pickup over diesel and batteries. Also, so you don't have also, so you we know, have those four hard turns on tracks are going to make it really hard to run away <laughs> from <laughs> from the battery fire. Yeah. <laughs> the so, tracks are just like, go, go, go. <laughs> so the the battery train is heavier, uh-huh. practically untested, uh-huh. more expensive, uh-huh. and stupid. Uh-huh. And and replacing something that is already significantly better. It might better. not actually be better for the environment than diesel. It, well, we would have to look at the numbers. I would say it's probably worse. I would say it's probably marginally better. Probably. I don't think it's worth doing. No. Yeah. It's almost certainly Let's not just say it's doing. not worth doing. It might be better. It's, it could be worse. It's not better enough to warrant the massive investment in changing our infrastructure. There you go. That. That's yep. a good way of putting it. And we don't want to be charging trains overnight. So. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> uh, what if I, I we're would not want to have that. Opportunity job. chargers what if we at every just, What if we 
in order to save on all the dead weight, we just put the batteries off to the side of the tracks and used electric wires to transmit the battery power that into the train. sounds like You could also keep the explosion hazard bullshit. out of downtown by doing that, too. Mm -hmm. Put it in Daybreak. And you could also try out some creative new battery technologies that aren't as hey, energy-dense. Hey, are we supposed to have dinner? Oh, no, that's next week. Yeah. <laughs> that is next week. And then you could also try out other battery technologies that aren't as energy-dense, but they're better for the environment. Like, whatever they're using for grid batteries these days. And then you can just put them next to the Pump train. storage. <laughs> oh, we, we just should. put a giant reservoir of water on top of the train and use the motion of the falling water to power the train. Whoa. Okay. We got it. <laughs> we figured it out. Use the rain to power the train. Yeah. Like, in Port this would work very well in, like, Seattle and Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Although, although, Seattle and Portland get way more sunshine than, like, anywhere in Europe. So, <laughs> like, they get, like, 250 days of sunshine a year. So everyone there who's, like, being like, oh, my gosh, the sun's never out here. Yeah, it's only out four out of, or three out of four days. Well, Europe is one of those weird, quote, habitable, un habitable unquote, places that can sustain <laughs> human life without massive amounts of air conditioning and heating and also agriculture. You know that most of America's like that, too. Not the part we're in. Well, yeah, because we live in, like, the worst part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are some parts that are like that. Yeah. Like, the entire East Coast. Yeah. West Coast. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it's east of the Mississippi, it's probably, like, independently habitable. Yeah, and nice and green. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, news item number two, we have more exciting ridership news this week as Cincy Metro has exceeded one million trips for the first time since the pandemic last month. This means that ridership is nearing 80% of pre-pandemic levels, which is not a bad place to be. Good job. Cool. Have they been doing service improvements or anything, or are they just sitting there and uh, people are liking it? I don't know. It? I didn't look it up. Yeah, that's fair. It's Cincinnati. It's in Ohio. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for them. Like, service has probably actively gotten worse, but it's Ohio, so everyone has gotten, like, five times poorer. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Cincinnati's a lovely city. At least it's not Detroit or Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. We're not Detroit. <laughs> no, Detroit, Detroit is greater than Cleveland, IMO. This has been the news. The show. So. I should get one of those clapboards. What mm. is Pittsburgh? The answer to this question is Pittsburgh is the second largest city and metropolitan area in the Commonwealth, not a state, the East Coast is weird, of Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, it's situated at the confluence of the Allegheny and Mahong... You like that word, confluence. Monongahela. Yeah, confluence is a good word. I'm not denying that, I'm just saying you like it. I do like it. Yeah. Uh, so it's situated at the confluence of the Allegheny and Monongahela rivers. Uh, Pittsburgh is historically a very massive steel industry place, uh, which gives it its nickname, quote, the Steel City. Downtown is actually on the wedge between the two rivers, which makes for a very unique urban geography. They Basically call it the Manhattan. Triangle. It does sound like Manhattan. It is kind of yeah. like Manhattan a little bit, yeah. It's just one of those early cities that was just in a good place for good, industry. Good city place, yeah. yeah. Well, because you can just, you know, float like a barge full of like, you know, generic steel number 64 or whatever down the down the river to the sea or whatever, so. 
Uh, well, uh, I'm you glad. And from the coal, you can float the coal from generic coal mine number 63 and generic ore mine number 64 down the river to Pittsburgh. So, well, I'm glad the nickname is the Steel City, considering it's a steel industry city. I feel like they were very creative with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um... They're not as good as, as at tourism as Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cleveland. Fun time in Cleveland today! Cleveland! Okay. Um, Pittsburgh suffered from the same deindustrialization and depopulation as many other Rust Belt cities like Cleveland and Detroit. <laughs> Uh, leaving its population at just over 300,000 today from a historic peak of 650,000 in 1950. Bring manufacturing back to the United States. Yep. I agree. Complete Tari- isolationism. I was going to say tariff the absolute hell out of overseas labor exploitation. No, we just invade Canada and Mexico and then... Um, and then Eat the seal every border with just, like, a fence and, like, as many missiles as the army has. Why don't we... Right, actually, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was thinking we could be like a major exporter instead of a major importer of assorted manufactured commodities. We are neither a major exporter or a major importer because we simply do not do either. <laughs> Great. America. Heck yeah. Yeah. So proud. Yeah, I love to be American. Um, so there's about 2.3 million people in the metro, which is like, you know... Why is every, like, generic middle-sized American city, like, 2.3 to 2.7 million in the metro? Because if they have more, they're notable, and if they have less, they're not on the list. But there isn't, like, any, like, like 4 million-person metro areas or 5 million-person metro areas. There's, like, 2 to 3 and then 6. Like, there are no, like, in-betweens for some reason. You can only spool so much. I guess. And when have you, it still kind of makes sense. By which point you have to start turning into a real city. Yeah. And then population quickly shoots up and stabilizes it. But anyway, what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, it's weird to me that there are so many that are, like, 2.3, 2.5, 2.7, because, like, you know, Portland, Salt Lake, St. Louis... Well, look at Salt Lake's. Yeah. Look at Salt Lake sprawl. I know we're on like a pretty constraining geography, but we're getting to this point of sprawl where the far outreaches of our sprawl are not even here anymore. They're somewhere else, like yeah. Sanaquin. Is Sanaquin a suburb of Salt Lake City? Yes, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> but if there was another urban center closer to Sanaquin, like Provo. Then then it's no longer meaningfully a suburb of Salt Lake City if people aren't, like, commuting from Santa Quinn to Salt Lake. But they are. But they... <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> they are, though, is Rest the problem. Rest in flipping peace. <sighs> Santa Quinn frontrunner extension, never. <laughs> yeah, that is factually correct. Uh, no, I, 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 I 2060, still, okay, that's pretty soon. I, I really like your ferry idea, idea to be honest. Across yeah, right? Utah I Lake. think there should be a ferry across Utah Lake. Yeah. Sure. Uh, anyway. That sounds fun. So, uh, also it dredges sh- the lake as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it also should be noted that Pittsburgh is located in an extremely mountainous part of the country, nestled amid the rolling hills of the Appalachia, of Appalachia. Uh, these geographical constraints make it a very interesting place for transit in terms of geography because, you know, kind of hard to build more lanes when instead of, like, you know, an open field filled with poor people's houses, you have just a mountain. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're, if you're the Swiss, you just get tunneling. Yeah, but... But they don't build that many road tunnels. No, they really don't. 
Louisville wants rail tunnels because they're better. <laughs> Someone had to say. I need it. to finish college so I can move overseas. Uh, good plan. Yeah. You should do that as well. Uh, this country's going to shit. Uh, I like this country more than other countries. What about Canada? That's not overseas, though. It's uh, a different country. It is a different country. Barely. Kind of. Barely. <laughs> yeah, which is it, why I'm bringing it up. In the ways that matter. Like, and the quality of Canadian cities, with, like, three exceptions, is generally lower than the quality of American cities. Mm. Like, not talking in terms of transit, just in terms of, like, the city. I think I'm just going to stay here. It's it's a big enough country just I can... Just move to a good part of the country. I, w- I want to move to the east, maybe. Yeah, fair. West coast, best coast, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll see. I, wanna, I need <laughs> to go to the east before I think... Yeah, so that's true. I've never really been to the East Coast, so I should probably like mm-hmm. make it out there for more than just like seven days in DC before I'm like, yeah, I'm never gonna go there because I hate them. Yeah, I know. All right, time for same old streetcar story. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> transit in Pittsburgh began the way it did in almost every other city with a horse-drawn streetcar line that began operation in 1859. The initial line carried passengers east from downtown to the intersection of Penn and 34th. It was a big hit, and similar service soon spread throughout the city and region. Cable cars were tried, and then everyone realized that's a stupid idea, and they just did overhead electrification. Nice. Nice. I agree. Should have done third rail, but should have done a Right? Third rail streetcar. (laughs) When? We have them. They, like, turn off the third rail that they're not over or whatever. We're we're in a building with a third rail as... Oh, I yeah, this is true. That. There's a third rail in here? Yeah. The book retrieval robot. Yep. It runs off a third Did, rail. I, yes. I thought I sent that to It you. runs off a third rail. Oh, dear. Well, I, do, I guess I just sent that to you. How many primary rails does it have that aren't the electric rail? There's going to be a third rail. It has rail. one each. One on, like, each side or one per well, rail? One in the middle. Uh-huh. And then it has uh, wheels on the beam above. Uh, monorail. So, yeah, rail. so. Monorail. It is on the rail. Monorail. I was doing The Simpsons. I thought, yeah, okay. Uh, Pittsburgh was also a city of inclined planes and funiculars, which were necessary on the steep slopes surrounding the city. There were as many as two dozen operating at one time, and two remain to this day in, like, active service. Nice. One of which is transit useful, the other one not so much. Mm, Avenues funicular, one. Uh, The avenues aren't steep enough for a funicular. Not steep enough? Uh Uh-huh. What? What do you mean? Like, they aren't that steep. Like, they they're, they're could, too, they are steep. steep. You could what? put a regular streetcar. You, you yeah. could on the they're, lower they're avenues. They're too steep it's for adhesion. Going straight up the hill. Sand? I think well you might. I think you grade. might change your opinion when you learn about some of the grades on Pittsburgh's light rail. Oh, do they break that 7% <laughs> barrier our Siemens boxes are capable of? Guess what the highest incline on, a, on the Pittsburgh light rail is. 10%. 12. Maybe 12. 12 and a half. What? Okay, what are we it's doing? It's on with a our disused th- section of the tracks because they don't oh. use it anymore because, not because they can't use it, but because they had massive service cuts a while ago. Uh, but how yeah. did, how did, how? Okay. Because adhesion light rail is capable of higher inclines than most people think it okay, is. Okay, what are we doing with our stupid university hill curve or something? Yeah, why, why don't we, we just have straight? it straight? Uh, because then it would have just like run through a whole bunch of buildings. And no, stuff. no, no, no. No, it would just run it on four hundred. Four thousand just away. keeps going. Yeah, it keeps going. It's a street. It 
I don't know I what the elevation it's because is. Because it's not desirable to build a twelve and a half degree incline on a light rail. I assume. <laughs> like well, if we're just that's thinking about guess assumption. what's also not desirable, maxing out the grade of your vehicles on a curve. <laughs> Which is probably actually more dangerous you than see, just a straight See, my question is why they didn't ever just build a subway. That would have made way more sense. <sighs> because that's illegal in the U.S. of A. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, after 1920, trolley ridership began to decline, slowed only by the Great Depression and Second World War. We've heard it a billion times. Yep. Uh, competition between the 33 different transit companies serving the region. Of <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 33? I love America. Okay. God bless America. I love this country so much. <laughs> Uh, we wait, should uh, return to this. 33. 33. <laughs> so, like, and think, the population of Pittsburgh at the time that we're talking about here is, like, the entire metro is less than a million people. So, like, per capita, like, like there are, like, I don't know, like, 50,000 people per transit company. <laughs> Oh or gosh. less. I mean, that's about the minimum size of transit agencies you see around here today, so why not? Yeah, good for the organization. Good, actually? Question mark. I mean, if it yeah. keeps quality up and prices down, sure. Uh, so well, regulated free market. Yeah, and sort <laughs> of a funny story from this is competition was so intense, like after the 1940s, that people would like literally like, like cut off streetcars with their buses, steal all the passengers, and then run off. <laughs> what? Like, this is stuff, like, they were having, like, basically straight out, like, brawls in the streets over getting passengers to their, See, their street company. It would be company. so nice to be desired by a transit agency. Instead yeah, of, like, expected it? to just ride as yeah. a poor. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, that's a fun fact. Uh, also, they had different fares, so you couldn't, like, you know, you'd have to pay fare to, like, four different agencies, like, four different companies to, to get them. down the street. Sounds like Japan. <laughs> Well, they have integrated fares it, mostly. But though. like mostly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's still separate sometimes. But it's a lot better integrated than thirty-three separate companies. Yeah, well, and there weren't like fare cards yeah. back then, so you just drop your twenty-five cents in, and then you 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 drop your twenty-five cents in, and then you're halfway to your destination. That sounds pretty profitable. Yeah, yeah. I like money. <laughs> <laughs> money good. Um. Yeah, so then in 1956, the Pennsylvania legislature established the Port Authority, Port Authority of Allegheny County, which was initially tasked, as should be obvious from the name, with operating port facilities in Pittsburgh. And then three years later, everyone's like, dang, transit's kind of going to the crap hole here. And the uh, Port Authority was granted power by the Pennsylvania State Legislature to take over transit operations. Funny what happens to one mode of transportation when the government heavily subsidizes the, subsidizes the other mode of the transportation. Yeah, so they almost immediately bought out, like, all of the companies, because there were only 32, because one had died off in the interim. Oh. So, rest in peace, it, anonymous Pittsburgh It'd be so transit. sad being that one that left. Yeah. Well, it probably had, like, two buses and three guys, and they just, like, probably. we are the... Um, <laughs> The Seventh South Bus Seventh South Street Railway. <laughs> it's basically a, a horse-drawn streetcar and rubber tires. So, yeah. So does every like city on the East Coast have a port authority? Probably. Portland <laughs> has a port ports. authority. Oh, really? Yeah. Portland has a wow. port Lewiston, authority. Lewiston, Idaho. Oh, most places Wait. that have any sort of like port water, like ocean access, have a port authority. Because they have a port. Did, they don't did, all call them a port authority. Did you just say Idaho? 
Yeah, Lewis and Idaho. Oh, they Idaho have they a have whole river in Idaho. It's pretty serious. You can go up the entire Columbia River to get to Idaho via a series of dams and locks. Jeez. So they export grain straight from Idaho down the river. America, cool. ge- geographical superpower. River rapid. Real legitimate. River rapid <laughs> transit. Also known as ferries. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Or water taxis. That's a thing as well. Mm. That sounds cooler. Water taxi is not actually a taxi. It's just a bus that goes on the water, basically. So like. Like a ferry is like an equivalent of like a water train. A water taxi Wait. is equivalent of a water bus. I just had an idea. Make a, a bus that runs on the street and then can go <laughs> in Utah Lake and then come out the other side. <laughs> and go it drives onto again. a ferry and the ferry goes across Utah Lake <laughs> and then it drives off. No, no, no. no, no. It, it's like waterproofed. It's watertight. We're having very... So it turns oh, like into the, a boat. It's like from the Oregon Trail like a video submarine. game. I haven't played it, but I It imagine. just drives on the lake bed. One of those things you can do... The, that we paved over, yeah. 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 I think the one trouble with a Utah Lake ferry is that Utah Lake does occasionally freeze over in winter. Okay, then oh. you so just drive a bus over the surface instead. That sounds like a good idea. Or, yeah. If you put enough wheels on it, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> just a regular bus just kind of trucking across the lake. Logan Millsap rode his bus or his bike over the lake, so I figured didn't you could fall in. Bus. That's good. Yeah. Hmm? Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so they took them all over, and they became the T, also known as the Port Authority of Allegheny County. Oh, it should also be noted that I forgot to mention this: uh, all of these trolley routes we were discussing are tracked in pen trolley and not in standard gauge, which is different. <laughs> okay. Right, well, remind me, pen. It's slightly different for It's no slightly reason. different, yeah. It is track gauge in the United States. Portland gauge. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, five feet, two and a half inches. <laughs> so Why? Like, like six inches larger than right, the standard gauge. Was that just to be difficult? No, no, no I'm sure that's that a like good reason. the reason the Spanish have, no, I'm sure Spain there, has. I'm sure there was a good reason in 1890, even if there isn't one now. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, it's it's five feet two and a half inches instead of five feet or four feet eight and a half inches. <sighs> All right, so awesome, great. The T, not to be confused with the T, <laughs> <laughs> or the T Bonn in, in mm. Stockholm, or uh, so the consolidation of thirty-two competing companies into a single entity was no easy task, but the Port Authority managed it, and by nineteen sixty-four was laying out plans for the future of transportation and rapid transportation, especially in Pittsburgh. They increased ridership by $10 million in the first year by being smart and also extending uh, service to the suburbs. Wow. Really? By running good service, you get ridership? Yeah, instead of having four competing bus routes down the same street, you just have one bus route down the same street. Efficiency. Oh, please don't tell me they lost their, their brain. Um, we will see. We'll get there. We will see. Um, yeah, so part of the rationalization that this entailed was a phasing out of the streetcar system as it was deemed that they would become too expensive to operate due to deferred maintenance by the 1970s. They also bought 150 new buses and rolled out a brand new branding, which was called Mod Branding because it was the 70s and things were special. Yep. That featured a more distinctive lined design. Yeah, that's very 70s. Like, yeah, so instead of, you know, just, like, a solid stainless steel bus with, like, a panel with one color, they had multiple colored lines. I've seen the 70s UTA buses. That was the It looks kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, those are sweet. Yeah. 
So they also took control of a commuter rail line to Versailles a few years later, which would run until 1989, and ridership continued to grow into the 70s and early 80s, spurred largely by the price of gas. Ridership peaked at 112 million riders <laughs> in 1980. Well, like that's that's, that's big. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say uh, that, that would be what's one the of the best rides per capita. Uh, oh, I don't know what Pittsburgh's was. metro population was at the time. I can look it up. Yeah. Demographics. So in 1980, there were more people than there are today. That's always a good <laughs> sign of a healthy region. Uh, so <laughs> that's a good sign of cheap housing. That's like 45 or 50 rides per capita. Yeah. Pretty mid, but Boom. for a recovering agency, that's all right. One, 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 two divided by 2.4. 46 rides per capita. All right. Sure. That's very, that, that, that's would be, that would be one of the best cities in the country today, for reference. Good recovery. Cool. Uh, yeah, so continuing on, in the late seven in the 70s, the Port Authority also began laying plans for a whole new higher-capacity transit system that would come in the form of light rail and BRT busways. Hmm. Wow. Question. Okay. <laughs> the first busway, which was known as the South Busway, was opened in 1977, running, surprisingly, south from downtown to the suburbs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, call, I, call, I call cap, it probably went southeast or something. Yeah, probably. Well, it does, actually, but, you know, oh. it goes south, so. Mm. More south than north. Misleading title. <laughs> this is communism in action. <laughs> um, free speech warriors unite. <laughs> so, um, it was the first... So the first of Pittsburgh's modern light rail lines would also run through the Mount Washington Tunnel, hey. which carries the busway and accompanying light rail tracks under the steep hills to the south of the city center, which they previously just climbed over. Old so. tunnels for the land. Well. Yeah. Um, the Martin Luther King Jr. busway would open in 1983, running from downtown to the eastern part of Pittsburgh and its suburbs. Uh, its initial operating segment was extended further into suburbs in 2003. Cool. Yeah, um, okay, and then I gotta kind of explain the differences between the old Pittsburgh busway and the new Pittsburgh busways. So the old Pittsburgh busway was designed very, like, as a commuter service, right? Like, your bus comes in from insert suburban municipality, gets on the busway, and just zooms downtown, right? So kind of like a little two-lane bus highway. Basically. Uh, whereas the MLK and the West Busway, which is the other busway they have in Pittsburgh, have, like, they still have that, right? Like, you can uh -huh. still, you know, get on the suburbs and go, like, zoom into downtown. But it has, like, actual, like, stations, I guess you would say, and then, like, dedicated service along the corridor only. So more well. like if you were building a light rail, you'd build stations on the, on the alignment. Yeah. Light rail with through, or... You could call it a conventional BRT with through-running suburban commuter bus services. Because, believe it or not, running many different routes on your busway is good. Efficiency. And the entire point of a busway. So yes. is the tunnel just for the bus and the light rail? Mm -hmm. And it's probably faster than driving then, right? In bad traffic, yeah. Okay. I mean, the light, Pittsburgh's light rail is excruciatingly slow for a lot of its runtime, but... Eh. Yeah. Okay. And then, Pittsburgh's modern light rail system, known as the, quote, T, locally... Not to be confused with the T. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ...began construction three years later in 1980. The first section of the downtown subway began hey. service in 1985, 
when trolleys had still not ceased total operations, but they were going to be, you know, replaced by this. So Pittsburgh's trolleys ran into the 80s, which is an interesting fact. Uh, and then they were replaced by the T. And then, you know, as we noted, there's a downtown subway, which is... Some high-budget crap. Good for them. It was very expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll lose this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they completed the first line to Beachview in 1987, followed by an extension to Library in 1989. And this is all just following old trolley routes that had never really discontinued, but had been kind of, like, mostly disused. So... Nice. There you go. Uh... Yeah, so it runs, you know, great separated downtown on the street in the suburbs. I mean, as long as it goes fast. Does it does it have priority at all? Eh, yeah, kind of. Okay. Okay, by the point that they, they have a downtown subway, subway, why it no go fast? Also, they have a disused uh, subway line. What? <laughs> which goes what? from the main downtown subway to their Penn Station. What? Why would you not use that? That seems like a very valuable route. the brown route. line was killed. Bring back the brown line. Yeah. Well, we couldn't. Well, you see, we got to run everything to the sports complex on the other side of the river. We couldn't, you know, run one of our three interline lines into the Penn Station. That would be against God and Jesus. That would be uh. normal. Yeah. So, anyway, not great. Uh, also, the brown line existed for a while. It kind of bypassed the Mount Washington Tunnel to run from downtown and then over these like crazy grades through the Brookline neighborhood, which is a very dense area, and then down back onto the regular alignment. Wait, so the brown line had the 12 and a half? Yeah. Okay. Brown line had the 12 and a half grades. (laughs) I still don't understand that. Yes. Um, Another (laughs) thing that's kind of interesting about Pittsburgh's light rail is that it has a lot of trolley stops still that aren't like full stations. That sounds so accessible. So it has mixed boarding. some trains have stairs from ground level. Other trains have level boarding and stuff. So I mean, we have that. It's dumb. Okay. It's kind of interesting. Not ideal? <laughs> no, well, probably not, but it exists. Classic old system, having poor accessibility. Yeah. Um, and then they had to use the beach, beach view line at first rather than the Overbrook line, which is a different light rail line they have in the suburbs, well, uh, because the latter had fallen into severe disrepair. But it was re- rehabilitated in 2004 and returned to service. So, you know, Pittsburgh's light rail is kind of weird. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving on into the future, there was a strike in 1992, which further depressed already struggling ridership. Makes sense. This yep. is why agencies need to actively negotiate with their unions to resolve issues well, like this. Well, this is why we simply bad. don't let transit workers strike. Is clearly the best solution. To yeah, that, that is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. While we're at it, can we also put, like, hard caps on, like, agency executive pay? No. Boo! How about no? Yeah. And go screw yourself. Come on, they, they deserve oh. all the money they can get. Yeah. Oh, okay. Workers yeah. should get nothing, mm-hmm. and we should pay consultants a billion extra dollars to overdesign our subway. Huh. Which yeah, that's cost how us a billion it, extra dollars on top of the billion That's how paid. it should be. Yeah. That's just how... That's the way God yeah, intends in the United States Stop, stop saying that weird mumbo-jumbo. Mm. Um, we're gonna have cons- con- if we're gonna have corruption, can the money at least go to like good American union jobs? Nope, no. nope. It's oh. called corruption for a reason. It's for a reason. <laughs> right. If the money went to good American union jobs, oh it wouldn't gosh. be corruption. It wouldn't be corruption, so would it? Pittsburgh's latest busway, the West Busway, was completed in two thousand. Which way does this one go? Probably southwest. Uh, it goes. Yeah, probably it, southwest. No, it just goes south. It just happens to be in the west end of the city. 
Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was completed in 2000, uh, and it serves the suburbs to the west of Pittsburgh. Uh, they also undertook an extension to the city's sports complex, which was 1.2 <laughs> miles and cost a lot of money, like five point eight or $585 million. What, was it in a tunnel? Yeah. Oh, cool. Good for them. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, it was meant to open in 2007. It opened in 2012. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, well... You do have to have it to the sports complex for the game that happens once every few weeks, so... For a third of the year. Yep, yeah, that's essential. You need a full grade-separated line for that. Just be us and have your sports venues at places where other things are also. Uh, Not for long, not for long. (sighs) Yeah, get those bees to daybreak. Yeah. Get everything out of the dirty city filled with poors mm. and losers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, see episode 33. Why does American transit cost so much? Yeah. Uh, so the Port Authority faced some serious issues throughout the teens because they had massive budget cuts and service cuts and fare hikes. And then they finally got stabilized in, like, 2013 by the Pennsylvania state government. And they gave them money. When they gave them, like, dedicated funding. Cool. Funding. From the state, uh, which is good. From the Commonwealth. From, from the actual Commonwealth. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and that kind of helped, but they still are way below pre-cut service levels mm. and below, like, you know, 1980s service levels and ridership. And so they're not in a great situation. And then the pandemic happened, and then that tanked everything even more. Great. So... One thing that we haven't seen, corruption? Has there not been any? I don't any? think there's bad corruption in Pittsburgh. Or at least not known corruption? Probably. I mean, there's yeah. always corruption, but probably not. Like not like so no in, New York Probably corruption. not endemic corruption. Okay. Yeah, not like bad agency destroying stuff. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like despite them having lots of cool infrastructure, like tunnels and busways they're really struggling to run a high quality service on that infrastructure well they run a decent quality service on the infrastructure they have they just run piss poor service everywhere else ah like you know the light rail lines all run at like 15 10 minute frequencies the busways all have pretty frequent service running through them that's nice but everywhere else is kind of hit or miss so but they've rebranded the p to pittsburgh regional transit instead of the port authority of allegheny county which, what? in my opinion, is lame and stupid, and they should not have done that. Yeah, it, it sounds clean, though, but... Mm. It's more boring. It's less history. Also, it's an acronym that you, they... You have to get rid of all history. history. You have to get rid of yeah, all detail. Yeah, personal rapid transit. You have to make everything boring. Come on. Uh, what are they pivoting to pods that go on the busway? <laughs> oh. So, so <laughs> now we're going to talk about some of the weird things from Pittsburgh's transit history, because... You remember how we talked about their grand plan for, you know, rapid transit to the whole region? Yeah. They came up with a gadget bond for it called the Transit Expressway Revenue Line, also known as the Skybus, which was what's, a what's special yeah, about tiled monorail vehicle that would have operated at above grade with well, smaller vehicles. Where where are they is it like a new alignment to provide it new service to, to like a new area? It was meant to be like a full rapid transit line. Why not just put more pen trolley tracks? Because that's communism. 
So anyway, uh, they did that, and they built, they built a half-mile des- demonstrator line Is this in the up? 60s that operated until the 1980s when it was torn down and everything oh. was sold for scrap. <laughs> but it's got a lot further than most gadget bonds, so it bears mentioning. <laughs> that seems like a decent amount of far for it to make it. Enough yeah. for us to play with it and laugh at it, but not enough to bankrupt the city. Yeah. This is true. Uh, also, yeah, so that's the main weird transit thing that almost happened in Pittsburgh because it did get built part of it. And it would have kind of followed the current light rail alignment and also gone to the airport and to the north. So it would have been a large gadget bond, I'll say. What about a maybe we should just put more train tracks and we can run trains <laughs> from the train tracks metro, onto yeah. the other train tracks? Yeah, well, at least they didn't build it. Yeah, yeah. they didn't build it. So... Sort of the whole point of this episode is busways. Yeah. yeah. I noticed they have real busways, which are just basically two-lane roads exclusively for buses. Yeah. That's it. Instead of, Instead you know, of weird bus BRT, yeah, unquote. Awesome B- BRT I saw today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, OGX. Uh, okay, hypothetical. Mm. Insert City wants to have a busway system. Right? No, They're they want BRT because BRT is the best thing and it's light rail. Smart and city it wants It costs cheap. Okay, insert city um, wants to wants to have a busway. They want their buses to be able to, you know, make it to the CBD without going through this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Where the hell do you find the sort of corridor you need for a busway? Real corridor. What if that's taken because you already have trains in it? Get rid of the trains. <laughs> Bustitution. <laughs> Bustitution. Uh, yes. This is actually what happened with several lines in Pittsburgh because they got like yeah. old trolley lines replaced with busways and such. So, are they ever gonna change it back or? <laughs> the, oh, yeah, yeah. Look, the thing everyone loves to talk about when they're advocating for BRT is like, well, we can turn it into a light rail system someday. Trademark. Yeah, why build things <laughs> once when you can build things two exactly. or three times? Exactly, like, you know, L.A. has now built the, like, El Monte busway, like, three times, and, <laughs> and now they're actually going to turn it into a light rail because it's way over capacity. <sighs> so it makes you think you should have just built the damn light rail line in the first place. Or better yet, not a light rail line, a normal rail line. Hmm. Subway line. We should build the 200 South Street car instead of... <laughs> Yeah, because we need, you know, redundant rail infrastructure two blocks apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you could do a construction detour, all the grades separate the main thing. <laughs> if you you make do... me want to kill myself right now. <laughs> I hope you know that. All right, put the put the tracks on put the tracks on Main or State Street. Um, run all the trains over there, and then dig a giant open cut trench up the central corridor, and put the tracks in the bottom. Weak. Why would you do that when you could simply not and leave things as status quo or make them worse? Making them worse is mm. a good amount. That is strategy. a good option. Yeah. yeah. Tried oh and my true. god, we can't have like Tried objectively Western. nice things. No, we can't. No. No. But anyway. Speaking of today's Patreon question is from Mike Christensen, who asks, oh. "Quote: Why can't we have nice things?" <laughs> um. Republicans mostly. America and in car brain Democrats, yeah. yeah. People who don't want to fund transit that have exactly zero problem funding the status quo of highways. 
People like Elon Musk wanting to build car uh, tube instead uh, of yeah, train car, tube. Car tube, good. Yeah. Yeah, the, prob- the problems with self-driving cars will be solved by roads built for self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. Which do not have traffic. And definitely aren't just a train. A worse it, train. Yeah, significantly worse train. Yeah, worse train is better than train. Yeah. I will say. Why, yeah. why build a good thing when you can build multiple bad things? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example... <laughs> <laughs> Best line. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. My we cannot have nice things. Yeah, the reason we can't have nice things with trains is we don't fund well, you them. See, if you have this thing, there's this thing that everyone needs, and it's called service, right? Everybody agrees that we need service. So in the 1970s, insert Democratic president, Lyndon Baines Johnson, <laughs> uh, creates service, right? And service is great at first, right? Like we build, you know... X number of rapid transit systems and we get all this social welfare going, but then Republicans come in and be like, hmm, we're going to sneakily take some money from service and then it will get worse. (laughs) And then we'll be like, wow, service sure sucks. We should get rid of service. And that is how everything goes in American politics. And that is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Great. I'll also add that we don't fund uh, rail construction and maintenance like we do highway construction and maintenance because highways, we have what's called the Transportation Investment Fund, where the federal government just indiscriminately shovels heap loads of money at state highway departments to do highways. And then the state governments also shovel some more money at the highways. And then the highway department is just like, oh, we got another billion dollars this year. What are we going to do with Expand it? Expand I-15 to 43 lanes each direction. Yeah. Yeah. If we funded our transit agency, specifically rail, like we did that, and just say Utah had a billion dollars every year to spend on rail construction. You know what we need? What? For Interstate 115. Just replace 7th East with a freeway. That would be a spur route. Yes, that would be the correct number, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> It almost happened. Uh, oh, Ooh, it's going to be tunneled through downtown and oh then emerge in the rest of the city to spew toxic pollution. I'm there. glad we didn't turn into Boston. Boston. I had a hypothetical question for you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you could go back in time and kill Henry Ford <laughs> after he invented the assembly line process, but before he invented the car, would you? No, somebody else would have done it. Because he didn't invent either of those things. Oh. <laughs> okay. Somebody, somebody else would have done what he did. I mean, he's he's he certainly applied assembly oh, yeah, line he, technology oh, yeah. to, to the car. To the car, yeah, I got effectively. My, invented by a German yeah, guy. Yeah, I got my history wrong, yeah. yeah Maybe that's cut that I wouldn't out. do that because somebody <laughs> yeah. else no, would do it. No, it's funny, though. <laughs> What I would do is... You play it off as you were being ironic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I would do is I would compete with them in bicycle manufacturing. Mm. People tried that. It didn't work. Mm. They didn't try hard enough. What I would do is um, take and, like, all the my dad owns of an Which is probably, like, two or three (laughs) Yeah. Two or three Let's go with that and not, like... <laughs> there definitely isn't like you know enough <laughs> to feed a small <laughs> in the <laughs> in the <laughs> of my house. No, I think my dad is maybe five thousand. <laughs> so anyway, that's enough to make a <laughs> in all these. 
the 1920s who were advocating um, for like against and stuff. So I would simply go back in time and Okay. Yeah, see that's You can edit that part out if you want to. Uh, I would keep that in. It, it's good to know how much I will has. redacted. Using YouTube redacted. friendly, yeah. Using redacted. We love yeah. the 1000 hertz <laughs> tone generator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get bleeped. Um yeah. So, I would I would go and I think whether Why not both? Why not I'd also kill the thing where um Streetcar companies had to pay for road maintenance, and cars could just drive on streetcar tracks. That was. A I big would just killer. nationalize all. I would just municipalize all the streetcar systems earlier. Yeah. Although yeah. the streetcars in today's probably provide like worse level of service than a bus would, to be honest with you, because they can't like weave. <laughs> Around obstructions. The, many of the problems with modern streetcars is that they can't weave around obstructions. No, the problem is they're not allowed to ram into obstructions. <laughs> if you parked in the streetcar lane, you will simply. Dude, 100,000 pounds of steel powered by as much power as it can draw is going <laughs> wherever the fuck it wants. And yeah. we'll just put a snowplow in the front of every streetcar. Yeah. Not a bad idea. It is bad. Like, if you. (laughs) Is it, though? Because if you go slow enough, like five miles an hour or something, you're not actually going to hurt anybody. You're just going to cause some property damage. Why not just go fast? Because you don't want to hurt anybody. You you don't want to jostle the passengers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just want to, like, gently scoop them out of the way. We should have, like, a big net on the front of the train. (laughs) A really big Uh, net. Everything you catch in the net, you can sell. At government auction to fund the train. <laughs> GovDeals.com. <laughs> Good idea. Oh, maybe I can get a house from GovDeals.com. <laughs> There's probably Stranger Things. I know they're selling an electron microscope. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. We should get an electron it, microscope. Um, we can't afford an electron yeah, microscope. It's a bit out of our budget. How right much now. is it? I think it was. I'm going to sell my car like, and buy an Maybe like 250000 For resale? This is some of the most cutting edge. Maybe it wasn't an electron microscope. It was something. It was some. Really it was an electron microscope. Yes. I want it. Okay, maybe I'm wrong with the. Vehicles an online auction. Let me see. Go steal it and sell it on the black market. Ooh, we can buy trash cans. Oh. Can we sell them at a market price? Oh, did they price? sell it? Huh? Yeah, I think I think what they, we should have done they is sold. Bought my yeah, they sold it. Yeah, they sold it for a hundred dollars. But then you wouldn't have a bicycle. Yeah, but then I would have eighty dollars to put towards another bicycle, which I could have bought from University Surplus for eighty dollars. Sold that one for a hundred sixty dollars. Well, this is a joke. We and could then, buy, and then you'd have a hundred sixty dollars, where previously I had none. Uh, I, I think with our growing Patreon budget, we should buy the 2020 Caterpillar for $40,000 and do some serious tactical urbanism. <laughs> I will simply rip out State Street. Oh, and we yeah. can get a 2016 Prius to go away. Yeah, yeah. On average, it's an SUV. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I think we could get some serious tactical urbanism done with an <laughs> excavator. Yeah. Just rip out State Street, rip mm-hmm. out 7th, rip out 
Uh, every new first. lane they try and build, we come at nighttime and tear it up. Yeah, it's like yeah. the uh, <laughs> the street cars. extinguishers, except yeah, it's like the old streetcar competition. Yeah, yeah we're, except we are the streetcar competition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we really need we is can one of just those. Kinda rake we're the not trying to build our own lanes, though. We'll we're just slowly chip away the bottom of the I-15 bridges <laughs> until they fall over. Ooh, all you need is one, and the whole thing's shot. They probably FBI, show anyway. this should not be taken as the actual intent to do domestic terrorism. Mm. We are joking entirely. Uh, this is a comedy podcast. This is a comedy. Yeah. yeah. We only do things well, in Minecraft. That's why, that's why we don't show like... show about ideas. Yeah. What we really need is one of those curb-laying machines you can get for, like, your garden to put, like, the concrete uh, around your flower bed. <laughs> and just put the curbs wherever you want, like they do on 3rd South. Speed bump machine. Yeah. yeah. You can just buy those and not, like, consumer prices. I just prices. want, like, a Wait, Jersey Wait, protected bike lanes? Yeah. Protected bike lane machine? That's Basically. how they make them. They have a little thing that poops we should, out concrete. What we should do is buy a Jersey barrier machine. That makes them? Yeah, and it just <laughs> poops out Jersey barriers. Well, uh, what we need is anything that can move Jersey barriers and a bunch of secondhand Jersey barriers. Are those secondhand big, Jersey... Are those the big concrete yeah. barriers? Yeah. 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 I think oh, Jersey for, barriers can you just do a forklift? Yeah. 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 So we need a forklift. They have the little. Is there a forklift attachment for this thing that we're buying? Um, it, there can be, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> if, if not, we yeah, can probably we can just scoop it up into the. Into well, the we can bucket. make it work. Yeah. yeah. We'll we it we can just tie ropes around we'll the bucket. OSHA doesn't own us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I do not believe in OSHA. Yeah. I'm a sovereign citizen. <laughs> <laughs> if our, if it's our own safety. We're good. As long as we don't endanger as long as, as, our 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 as long as yeah. it's not occupational safety. Yeah, we don't have yeah. employees. Yeah. Don't we? Wait. Are we, are we not self employed? Employees of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. That's not how that works if there's no money involved or tax. There is money involved. There's, there's no money involved until we take it out. Yeah, in like a week to pay for everything from yeah, we're not. Oh, we're yeah. not paying for ourselves. God, so soon. I know. Yeah. Okay. We're doing it, dude. We're doing it. Yeah. Yep. That's going to be a fun, long project to yeah. edit. You said oh, that sure. very scaredly. Anyway, so we can buy a caterpillar. Uh, we have our patrons to thank. Yeah, do the outro so we can thank our patrons for paying no. for this crap. <laughs> I, I feel so bad that your list of blue liners keeps getting longer. And longer. Okay, before we, we do patrons... Please remember to, if you liked this, you know, slightly very off-topic video, um, please remember it's to... It's an audio. Whatever. We're not filming. It's whatever. literally audio only. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Remember to <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> remember to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube and to leave a follow... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> leave a follow. <laughs> remember to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube and to leave a rating and follow on iTunes and Spotify. If you like what you do, or what we do, <laughs> you should become a patron who are at uh, uh, Frontrunner front Double Track Tier. Frontrunner Double Track Tier at $25.69 per month. We have Zach Adams at regular Frontrunner Tier, $10 a month. We have Curtis Herring, Devin, Mike Christensen, and Phobos2390. At our redline tier, $5 a month, we have Brian Smith, Christopher Whaley, Jacob Whitecotton, and Robert P. Walsh. And more, please. I want to read more names. Yeah. Uh, well, now it's my turn because our blue line <laughs> list is growing. <laughs> growing. Um, 
much well, faster than the blue line well, on game day. Yeah. Um, we have Just Cuz, Alex Stakelski, Bradley Bondi, DJ Will Watkins, Hi, Will. Ethan McDonald, Gonzo 12, Jack Dean, John Heron Gorman, Mar- Martin Hecker Martinez, Old Trolley, Patrick Salas, Scott Harris, and Seth. Yeah, you guys are a big force in the red line. I know, yeah, right? The blue line is the most powerful line in our... Yeah, I... We should start a Discord for... Stuff. Yeah, we should. And you get, like, a special... Yet another urbanist has a Discord. We should have a Discord. I mean, I just want it so I can be annoying about things to people, yeah, mostly. That's, well, that's a fair. good reason. Like, me just being like, look at this apartment I found. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, yeah. And then the red line only fans will be soon. We're (laughs) we're in the middle of that. Only bus. Yeah, only bus. Only bussy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad. We're going to get removed from YouTube because of me this time, aren't we? No, I don't know. YouTube does not care about us. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, you can beep everything if you want. Yeah, I can do that. It is kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Redacted. Just beep with our Patreons. Yeah. Well, well, thank you guys. You're literally keeping the lights on in here. No, they're not. We're keeping the lights on in here. We pay tuition. We pay mandatory student fees. Yeah. Yeah. Including our transportation fee. (sighs) 